Hey everyone, welcome back to Stand By Go, a theater podcast out of Asheville, North Carolina. I'm John O'Neill, and today I sat down with Faith Creech, who is somebody that I did Wizard of Oz with a few months ago, and somebody who has turned into be a great friend of mine uh, since July of last year. Uh, we talk about theater and our background in it and the future and our time together and some of the big roles that Faith has played and how they have played a part in her life. So I hope you all enjoy listening and watching uh, as much as I did having this interview with her. Enjoy the interview. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Stand By Go. I am here with Faith Creech. Faith, wave to everybody, say hello to everybody out in Stand By Go world. Hello, how you doing? Uh, thanks so much for being here. And uh, just for everybody to know that this podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, and hopefully for the first time, we'll be on YouTube. Uh, Faith and I are doing a Zoom meeting um, that will hopefully be able be uploaded into YouTube. Cross our fingers um, that fun. I am good enough to do this. So as we go through, there may be some crazy things that happen video-wise or, or audio-wise and Let's just have some fun right now. The world is going crazy. We are going crazy. I haven't left my apartment in like a month except to go get food. Um, I did the math the other day, Faith, and I haven't hugged another human being in over a month. And that's right. That's huge. So I'll be the uh, first. I'll be the first. We'll see. We'll see. Um, You know, because... It may just be the first person I see, whether I know them or not. <laughs> whether you know them or not. You're <laughs> like, like, ah! Right? So, yeah, you're just longing. <laughs> yeah, so how are you doing right now during this crazy I'm, quarantine time? I'm good, actually. I'm managing. Um, you think I wouldn't be doing as well in school, but it's actually been a lot easier than I thought yeah. it was going to. <laughs> I'm yeah, able school, to focus. Yeah, how is school going right now um, um, online? It's definitely different. Uh, it's different for everybody. It's easier for me, but for others, I know they're struggling and others just, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. It's fine. There's no point. (laughs) Um, but for the most part, I think communication is the hardest thing uh, with my teachers, but we're managing. Are your teachers doing a pretty good job of like adjusting from being in the classroom to being online? Uh, some are and some aren't. Some are giving us a lot of work and treating it the same. And then mm-hmm. others just are barely giving us anything. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, Faith, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Not so much in the theater world. We'll get to that in a little bit. But just like where you're born, where you grew up, what's happening nowadays? Okay. Well, um, I was born May 29, 2004. And... and Rocky Mount, North Carolina, and lived there for most of my most of my life uh, for about twelve years, and then moved here to Burnsville, North Carolina, um, because my dad got offered a job in Asheville to mm-hmm. do social working, and um, yeah, now like almost four years later, I've been doing theater for a while. I've been uh, I have two older brothers, uh, so I'm the only girl in the family it's just me and my mom Mm -hmm. so that's that's interesting (laughs) the opposite of my family because i have two older sisters and you're the youngest youngest boy yeah 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 yeah. only boy i was the only boy of my cousins too 
Really? Yeah. So they all had to marry in and have babies and have sons. I don't have many um, cousins. Um, yeah. Actually, my dad's adopted. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about how we met. The first time we met um, was I saw you on stage at Asheville Community Theater mm-hmm. as uh, little Anne Frank. Yeah, you were uh, Grace's friend, and I met you uh, after Grace Duran was also in the show. She is the reason why I came to see it. She and the lighting designer, um, Brian Marks, mm-hmm. I came to see both of their work, and <clears throat> I was blown away by the set. The set was amazing. The mm-hmm. lighting was amazing. Um, and I was blown away by the star of the show. Could not believe that you were, what, 13 at the time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was 13. I was, uh, yeah. I had to keep asking people like, is she, is she really only 13? <laughs> she was really, really good. And then about what, uh, that I came to friends and family night so, and you all did a three week run. And then yes. like a week later, your cast went to see something at Montford. I don't remember what it was. I don't either. I and just remember I, seeing you. And I just happened to oh, also nice. go to that show at Montford mm-hmm. and I saw Grace and the whole and Anne Frank cast, the whole Anne Frank cast. Yeah. And Grace came over to talk to me and all of a sudden here comes bounding this little, this little 13 year old face. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I'm, I hug Grace and all of a sudden here comes faith and gives me a big old hug. Never met her in my life. Um, uh, that was fun. And then fast forward a couple of years, like year two and a half, years maybe. later. Yeah. To last July of 2019, um, where you and I were both called back for Wizard of Oz. I didn't see you at auditions or the initial callbacks, but I saw you at the secondary callback, the dance callback. Mm-hmm. And uh, that where, was fun. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. And we, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we <laughs> you know we chatted a little bit, and then we both got cast in Wizard of Oz. And then we spent the next what three months together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've pretty much been chatting ever since. So we'll get to Anne Frank and Wizard of Oz in in a little bit. Um, I want to know about like, what is your theater background? Uh, Tell us how you got started. How old were you? What was your first show? All, all of like the, like the first that happened with you in theater. So my oldest brother, Jonah, he was also uh, a theater kid. Um, he started theater and he was about 13 and did the show Godspell. Ooh, and, good um, show. Uh-huh. Good that's show. one of my favorite shows too. Show, yeah. yeah. And, um, I went to go see him perform mm-hmm. and, um, I was obsessed. I was very, very, very much obsessed. I enjoyed it, but I didn't know if I wanted to do it or not. I was only mm-hmm. six then. And, um, then they were doing the show Annie Jr. at the time for a two week summer camp. And I was obsessed with Annie at the time. I had books, everything from my mom passed down. And um, uh, I decided to sign up for the summer camp. And when I did it, I was six still and got Molly. That was my first role. That was your first Mm -hmm. role was Molly? Yeah, yeah, and Annie. At at what age again? Um, I was six years old. Six years old. Yeah, I did with uh, Activate Drama with Miss Collie. With Miss Collie, so with Miss Collie, we have to we have to time out there. So it's always crazy. Theater is a small, small world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you were in Rocky Mountain at the time. Yes. 
and you did a show with Activate Drama with oh Danelle, well yeah 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 with Danelle Colley, mm-hmm. who was my very first time I was in college in 2006 was my intro to acting teacher at UNC Asheville and mm-hmm. my advisor. Yes. So it's such a small world. Like I know half, I've met so half, many people here that have been her student. Half a well. state away, you and me, the same, the same person. All right. So you do Annie. Was that, so was that a summer, a uh, summer project? What was mm-hmm. that? After Annie Jr. It was Annie Jr. Um, during the summer. Mm-hmm. There were two separate programs. Uh, well, there was a program and then there was a school. Mm-hmm. Faith Christian was a school. And then they had a separate um, summer program called Activate Drama that the drama teacher, Miss Colley, Danelle Colley, was uh, in charge of. And she had just started it. That was probably her third or fourth show that she had yeah. um, performed in Rocky Mount. And I just so happened to have been one of the kids doing the show and it was so much fun i almost applied to work there after i graduate after i graduated i almost i didn't yeah i didn't because i stayed because i stayed around here um Uh after i graduated but yeah that uh that's such a small world it was really we also have another we also have another connection um which will make like my sister excited and the people in Fayetteville excited you and i have both worked with dark lombard the one and only the one and only Dirk Lombard. Uh, how, what is your connection with Dirk? Um, so when I was in fifth grade, I went to a school called Northeast Carolina prep uh-huh. and he was the drama teacher there at the time. And, um, he worked for the middle school and then did like some little things with the elementary schoolers. And they were looking for someone to do the middle school production. And my drama teacher, her name was Miss Lamb. She was putting skits together and the skit that me and my friends did was like a talent show. And my act was to sing. And when I was singing, she's like, she, she's gonna, she can be the artful Dodger. She can do that. And then she introduced me to Dirk Lombard. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember this so clearly. He's like, okay, ready for the first rehearsal. He handed me my script. He, we were both under an umbrella, holding the umbrella and uh, going side to side, like for the Wizard of Oz, but singing, we're singing in the rain, all the way to the middle school building. <laughs> and we were um, in this crowded room in a circle reading um, the show. So for the first time, and it was really fun. And then we worked, uh, we performed at Edgecombe Community Theater. Wait, so he was in it or he directed it? He directed it. And he was Fagin, and oh, I was oh, he was. You got to play his, Fagin, yeah. You got to play Artful Dodger to his Fagin. I did. Oh, I, I was so on amazing. his shoulders and everything. I knew. I knew you'd been directed by him. But I didn't realize that he was also in the show with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's. I'm now. I'm really jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so I I have met Dirk a couple times. He's done a number of shows at uh, KP Regional Theater in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. I met him when I almost took his arm off with a uh, with a curtain. It was oh, the first time. I'm going to tell him that was you. Oh, it's, I, hopefully he listens, you know, and, and he understands. But um, I was, I was, he was doing, he was Harold Hill in in uh, Music Man mm-hmm. in Fayetteville. This was probably 2008, no, 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 um, early 2000s, early 2000s. My sister was a stage manager, and he and. They were doing a school performance 
and they needed somebody to do the fly rail. And I had never done fly rail before, but I knew how to do it. But I never did one for the show. And it was a curtain call and they were waving and I was bringing down the thing and his arm was still there. And he, I mean, he, you know, he took it out before he had a, before it got a chance, but uh, the stage manager was yelling at me in the headset, not yelling at me, but asking me to stop in a very loud manner um, before I took out his arm. So yeah, that's cool. That's uh, I would love to do another show with, with Derek. Um, so yeah, let's all do a show together. Dirk, you that would be fate. fun. Let's that wait. would be fun. He was going to try uh, to come and see the Wizard of Oz, and before he was going to try and come see Anne Frank, but yeah. uh, he was unable he's to. A busy, he's a busy, busy man. He's a busy, busy man. Because um, there was a possibility of him moving here, but that didn't quite work out. Yeah. So um, let's yeah. So let's just go straight into Anne Frank. Um, it was a beautiful show. It's a beautiful uh, <laughs> cast. Um, the the lighting the set the set was amazing um it was done in a way that it was like the exact dimensions of the actual of the actual attic is what i hear um, yes and, and we didn't leave intermission yes and yes okay so the director was adam cohen mm-hmm. right and um, Jack Lindsay is the set designer. That's the person who's going through my head. It was Jack Lindsay's last set design, from what I remember. Yeah, I remember. Um, and he is an amazing person. Have you ever met him? Have you ever met Jack? I have. We were really close. He's one of like the, the sweetest people in the world. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, that was his last design that I know of. And he just did an amazing job. His model is still in the green room. And I often pull it down to show people because it's just an amazing model. But yeah, one of my favorite parts of the whole show was the fact that you all didn't leave during intermission. That, yeah, it, it's, it makes it obviously more realistic, mm-hmm. but definitely mentally <laughs> we were there as well right. for the show. So they tried their best to make us feel like we were actually there. Yeah. And it took me a while to realize that you all hadn't left like, you know, intermission, especially during friends and family, you know, a lot of people who are there. And so like, you just get up and, you know, and I was like, man, the lights are blue. Like, why are they just blue on the stage? And then I was like, wait, there are people on the stage. And then I was like, I was so brilliant because they weren't mm-hmm. allowed to leave the attic ever. So of course they're not going to It be was able. so hard during school productions. So hard. What, because they would try and talk to you. Mm-hmm. All the time. Uh, yeah. And we'd have to get dressed on stage. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that was, that was, that was <laughs> um, so but it was still fun. Was, was that, was that part of the, you know, you staying on during intermission? Was that something that Adam told you all like first day of rehearsal, y'all are never leaving the stage or is that something yes. that like came? Okay. So he had that. Yeah, I, I want to talk to him one day on this podcast to just talk about Anne Frank and everything mm-hmm. that he's done. Um, uh, he he enjoyed it. He very very much enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, so um, we were all a family. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We right. still are. We still yeah. keep in contact. Um, so, what made you want to audition to do that role? Okay. Well, first of all, did you audition for Anne Frank for Anne, or did you just audition for the show? I auditioned. Well, I showed up at auditions, obviously, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the rule. Yeah. But um, 
yes, I was going for Anne Frank. That's okay. what that was my ideal plan. Um, why, yeah, why did you want to be Anne? Well, well, obviously she's a she's just someone I, I I've seen the show before. I've mm-hmm. seen it performed before, and um, sorry, I got a notification. Anyway, um, I was really really inspired just how by how optimistic she is right you know and i enjoy putting myself in other character shoes and um oh my gosh my phone is blowing up anyway (laughs) you're so popular Um, faith no popular you're gonna be popular um, all right, don't sing anymore. We, you know, copyright infringement and all that oh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what was it like playing a true historical figure? You're not just playing a character like you do in, you know, in all the other shows. You're oh, playing no. somebody who lived, especially this super I would, important person. Like, what yeah, was it? I would, I would have to take time before the show to get into that state of mind because the and another reason why I wanted to play Anne was to get that message across because she was very not only was she very straightforward with it but it was a good message you know she could really get that message across and um it was helpful to girls her age at that time to not be so I don't know um disciplined by Mm -hmm who they are, you know, um, find growing up as a, into a woman as a beautiful thing and something to cherish. Cause it's, it's only, you know, something you can experience for yourself. And I, I don't know, it was very inspirational. And, um, I felt like I really connected with her through each diary entry. I, I feel like we have a lot in common. Definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. What kind of, what kind of research did you do going either, mm-hmm. Into rehearsals, of course, at Astro Community Theater, for people who don't know, most of the time you have a week or like three days between when you know your cast and when your first rehearsal was. But so maybe not so much before starting rehearsals. But what kind of research did you do on the time of what of when the family was living in the attic or about um, about Anne herself? And did you read the diary? Did you ever read the diary? <laughs> we were supposed to read the diary, uh-huh. um, but ended up not with the class that I was in. We read a different story called mm. Yellow Fever. Um, but I looked up articles. I looked up all sorts of things. We mainly looked at the things with what were going on at the time, like uh, certain events that were taking place in the show that were mentioned um so bombing the bombings from hitler the announcements like specific announcements that were put on on a broadcast throughout the show um um yeah just things like that we just looked at certain announcements mainly and we looked at the um hanukkah prayer i had to learn how to speak french like do a little bit of french which luckily um grace helped me with uh so we were definitely like sisters throughout the show with that too she helped me with a lot um i had to learn how to waltz i um just in general i had to learn how to put myself into that character's shoes 
Um, but yes, I let a, I read a lot of articles about what she was inspired by, what brought her joy, what triggered her differently than what would trigger other people, you know, um, how she dealt with the situation, what little quirks she had, you know, stuff like that. Why she liked Peter, why she, um, her relationship with her parents and with each character in the show. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and so I, I've worked with Adam before in, um, as a stage manager and a designer. So I've Mm -hmm. been in these meetings with him and he just thinks so deeply about everything, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, what were those rehearsals like with him? What kind of conversations did you have with him? So um, there would just be rehearsals with just us. Um, in the beginning, uh, you know how you could hear my voice. And I wasn't on stage. And then we'd come up the stairs as the show began. Um, that was our first rehearsal. We um, started with recordings of my voice. And it, it took several tries. Uh, he, he just wanted to get the message across, you know, like have the right tone. Helped me just understand each pause, like when to pause and when to carry on to a new statement. Uh, stuff like that. And then there were other rehearsals after that where it was just very personal and one-on-one with him and the stage manager in there. We, um, we just talked about why you're saying the things you are saying, why she's feeling the way she is feeling um, just to really help me get myself into the character shoes, which um, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to do that, but I think it was more hard to come out of it rather than, get into it, you know, cause I, I, I'm really into stuff like that. Um, in that time, you know? Uh, so what is, uh, what's something fun from behind the scenes, either a rehearsal or at, or at, during a show or, or just something that you could share? Nothing, nothing too crazy. Just something that will make you remember this, you know, in 20 years when you're thinking back, Oh, I remember Anne Frank, like what is, um, we had a Frank family get togethers. That's what yeah. we called them. The Frank family get togethers. Even, uh, the people that were in the annex, they were still a part of the Frank family, even mm. if they weren't, you know, <laughs> like blood relatives, Yeah, though. blood, yeah. blood relatives. Um, Grace, uh, the first time we got together outside of, um, rehearsals was Grace made this Frank family dinner. And we all went to her apartment and she set up this little table and all of us like shared a seat and just squished together and, um, and just ate food and talked about, we played games, board games, um, and just got to know each other to really, we wanted to make, cause Adam mentioned to us, we should try and hang out outside of the, um, rehearsals and the show to just have a bond in general. And it it worked. It, it, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it really, much it, worked. Yeah, it really came across like on yeah. the stage. It was very obvious that everybody cared for everybody else on that stage. Tom um, was definitely like yeah. Tom and Samantha were definitely like father figures. Every single person yeah. in the show, I saw them as who they are in the show. You yeah. know, who they well, plus, as. Samantha is just like everybody's. Mom. Oh yeah. Everybody oh yeah. Mom. Samantha's in Little Women right now. Mm-hmm. Every oh yeah, she's, I'm yeah, she's I'm playing so Marmee. So yeah. yeah, well we're st- we're still doing it 
in in uh, just not on stage. Um, okay. There'll be more details about that once we kind of get them together. But it's it is a project that is still ongoing. Um, it's just not going to be put on the way that it was intended to. And but yeah, I love Samantha as Marmy. Uh, when we put out that she was going to be Marmy, like Ezra and Karina were like, "Yes, we love her. That she's perfect for that." <laughs> Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad that we picked somebody that people like. And then she showed up to like the first rehearsal that she came to. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's definitely yeah, Marmy. Yeah. Like, you could definitely tell like she's the mom. <laughs> um, just going back to Grace. Like Grace is such a powerhouse. She's such a good actress. I love her. Even better person. Um, there were so many moments backstage where, you know, where I had to just let loose after um, certain scenes that were just a lot to handle because even in rehearsals, you have to put your all, yeah. you know, you have to, especially for that show. How long you were you to, off stage for that show? Like, like not even, not even three minutes, like uh, under, under three minutes. I, we were, yeah, we were on stage the entire time. Right. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was just nuts. You want to know my favorite part of the show? My, my favorite part other than the intermission like i always say that's my favorite part and people are like john it's just intermission like it's my favorite part because it's it's a very adam thing to do yeah you know it's a very like wait wait before i keep going what is it what's on your mug nothing i'm gonna paint it soon what 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 do you recommend i paint on here i have a panda mug i don't um i like i feel like i want to be selfish and be like you should paint like me on there but no you know, whatever. We'll figure that out at a different time. I have a panda <laughs> mug that was given to me by one of my best friends, Peyton, when she went to New York City. What is in your mug? Water. I have citrus green tea with honey. That was at one point warm. That's it is no longer warm. Like. It's good. Okay, so going back to uh, Anne Frank. Uh, yeah, so I like. I feel like the intermission thing was a very adam thing to do like like he of course he thought about doing that uh but my probably my favorite part of the whole show which is like a little weird because it's also the saddest part of the whole show yeah but is the part with the shoes at the end where and for people who didn't see it i'm sorry you didn't see it so you have no idea what we're talking about right now but at the end um there was just the whole stage was dark except for this one very, very stark white light that was a square. And all of you put your shoes into it, you know, symbolizing that, you know, you're, you're all dead. And it's such like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. It was such, it was such an amazing, amazing part because it was dead quiet in the Mm -hmm. theater nothing to your senses except for that light and it's I'm, just i'm just gonna uh, go ahead and say i don't know how many times i almost fell down those stairs there was oh, one performance where i did in those yeah. heels because that was the first time i'd worn heels uh-huh. ever and i it took me a while so i walked in them and then you know there's a wizard of oz where i'm like skipping and then yeah. <laughs> no but, it's um, uh Oh, it was, it was so, it was such a beautiful show. I, I wish we could, I wish ACT could do it again. Um, I remember and, setting down, you know, setting down the shoes and then it got to the point where once my head was gone um, in the pit, 
I'd run. I have to bolt, you know, all the way up to the top for the current car. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. and take my socks off and everything. And yeah. um, then we'd go and bow. And I just remember, it's like you know, you have to get out, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So and that's a, that's I, a I was just that's a long run, crying. Huh? It was a run. very long run. <laughs> it was a very long run. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the run, the run from if you ever have a pit on the stage at ACT to get on stage is a long run. It de- it was all dependent on me <laughs> on how long it took for that blackout, you know. Yeah. So Tom just made it very sentimental <laughs> at the end, where you know. Yeah. Oh, it was it was such a it was such it a was good beautiful. part. Definitely my favorite show. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to the show we did together. Uh, so the show for, you know, for those of you who don't know, who are just listening in, uh, we did Wizard of Oz in October of 2019. You missed out if you didn't see it. Yeah, you did. You missed out on a fantastic show. You did. Um, I have had, so the first episode of Standby Go was with Dylan, who played the Scarecrow. Um, the second episode was with Emily, who played one of the trees. (laughs) <laughs> third episode is with you and you played dorothy i uh, didn't say that uh faith <laughs> um and i played the cowardly lion and then my uh, next episode or maybe one of the next few episodes uh or maybe who knows maybe the past episode was with mark uh who played the tin man so we will have all four of us having done a podcast for standby go i'm very excited very so very we excited. did so you and i we did wizard of oz Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asking a very similar question to the last one. What was it like playing such an iconic oh, role? Um, it was. You, you have Dorothy. Everybody knows Dorothy. Everybody knows Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Everybody knows Judy Garland. Like, what was there pressure on you to play this character? Um, I definitely knew going into it. There was going like Anne Frank was mentally hard but this was definitely going to be physically hard like and mentally but um um i had uh i just (laughs) i don't know i'm trying to explain how just how different it was you know compared to anne frank um well first of all it's a musical yeah yeah it's a musical there was the uh mood of the show is very different very different yeah um i had to learn just how to be longing, but still young and carefree and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and connect with the characters differently mm-hmm. in each, um, in each scene. Uh, and but, but also playing in a, in a movie that everybody has seen. Like, no. oh, it was <laughs> since amazing. 1939. Everybody's watched this movie. It was amazing. It was definitely, I remember when Jerry called me, mm-hmm. I was sitting in my brother's room because he was out of town for the summer. And uh, uh, I remember my mom's like, check your phone right now, right now. He's calling. He just said he needs to you know, tell you something. So when I called, he, uh, I said, hello, this is Faith. Um, and he, sa- he said, I think you mean this is Dorothy, I'd, Dorothy Gale. And then I just bursted out laughing and kind of, you know, tearing up because I was so excited. My, um, everyone had just come in town, came in town to, um, uh, see a show that I was recently doing at Parkway Playhouse. And, um, I remember telling them, 
all about it when they were there. And I just ran out into the kitchen and they were all like, yay. And it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I was thrilled. And um, I was trying to figure out how to get the script for a while. And then once we got to our first reading, I remember um, we were all sitting on the stage. I was really nervous because I knew it was a bigger cast. That That's a big difference. Just yeah. how much bigger this cast is. And I'm like, okay, I want to be... No, I want to be a good role model. You know, that's definitely, that was definitely my goal for most of it. But I, I just wanted to enjoy the most of it. And I definitely did. Yeah. It was a, it was a great time and I wouldn't want to, I, I, there are no regrets yeah. at all. I, um, yeah, I remember getting the call too. I was in my office and, uh, it took everything in my power not to just like yell out like, yes. Oh yeah. It was so hard oh, was not so to hard. tell people like, um, you know, outside of my well, family. Yeah. I mean, I told people in my office, I just didn't put yeah. it on social media. No. Yeah. 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 yeah no, th- that part wasn't hard, but it was just really hard for me not to like yell out because, you know, I was still in my office at UNCA and I couldn't just be like, screaming it was like i went to my to my co-worker's office and i was like i just got the role and she's just like yeah she started freaking out and i was like who else can i tell oh <laughs> um, goodness <laughs> i called my mom called mama o'neill like hey mama i got the role she was super excited she didn't even know i auditioned um you and my mom were freaking out everyone was yeah, freaking out I, was, yeah and then i went and picked up the script like the next day i was wondering i'm like who's playing who though I just wanted to know. I fe- well, I, what I did was I casted it in your I, head. Well, I cast it in my head, yeah, before I Me left, too. which everybody did. But like I texted, I texted Dylan. I was like, have you, got, have you heard from Jerry? And he's like, yeah, I got the scarecrow. I was like, yeah, that's what I figured. And then I did the same thing with Mark, I'm pretty sure. I was like, did you get Tin Man? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, and I got Lion. Um, and, and that was the second show the three of us had done together. So. Uh huh. So we just, it was fun because it was like the three of us had been in a show together. You know when we were, yeah, you know when we were doing uh, callbacks? Mm -hmm. So I remember when I was, it was me, you, Mark, and Dylan. All of us were there um, Mm -hmm. for callbacks. Yeah. I remember linking arms with uh, you and Mark. Yes. I I did with Dylan. Yeah. yeah. um, And they recorded us. Yeah, and I, I, it was so. I was was very sweaty. I was. Uh, (laughs) I was very sweaty, which is not, which is not an abnormal thing for me to be doing. Uh, I I remember because we had to like walk across as like the different characters. Yeah, I was completely. You know, like one of the first things you told me about yourself, you said, "Look at my tattoos." That was the first thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bulldog. Yeah, the bulldog. Well, I have a bulldog and a panda. In a panda. I got it at the same time. Yeah. I, um, and they were, so they were tattooed five and six. And mm-hmm. I got them on opening night of um, Alice in Wonderland. They got them on opening night of Alice in Wonderland. I got the star, the one that says you are, or the sun, the one that says you are my sunshine uh, oh. for my mom. I got that like while I was in rehearsals for another show. Mm-hmm. Um I got this, I got my ghost lamp during Avenue Q 
like the day of a show of Avenue Q. And so, but I was like, I'm not going to get a tattoo during Wizard of Oz because like that costume was too much. I couldn't have done <laughs> tattoo of that costume. But I do want a Wizard of Oz costume because Wizard of Oz at ACT was the fourth time I've done that show. Oh, right, 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 right. So the first, right. it was the first show I ever did was Wizard of Oz. I was And before that you played Tin Man. Right. So it was Wizard. Then I did Backstage at Cape Regional. Then I did Tin Man. And now I've done and lion and people are like are you going to go the full are you going to be the scarecrow and i'm like absolutely not i would (laughs) i would be the lion i would be the lion in a heartbeat this was a long show Mm -hmm. very long show i could have done it i could have done it for another year yeah no me too four shows a weekend for another year i could have done it me too sign me up in a heartbeat it was so much fun. So um, I never wanted it to end. Oh, yeah. And I still don't. No. I wish well, I could go back. There are lots was, of shows, though, I wish I could go back to. Yeah. Yeah. And The Wizard of Oz is just like, it was finally me. It was the first time I checked off a bucket list role. Mm-hmm. And like, it was, it was, oh, it's, it's always been there on my list. It's always been on that list of like, oh, what do you want to do? And then, like, when people are like, uh, like, oh, I can see you as this role. I'd be like, what about Cowardly Lion? And they'd be freaking out. But like, yes, I see you as a Cowardly Lion. Because <laughs> I've always I loved remember, the Lion. I've I always loved the Lion. Since my, when I was my face at the, on the last performance, like this. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. And I just held your face. Yeah. Yeah. And we were both tearing up. And it was yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are, what are some, what are, what are some of your favorite stories from the show? Like from the run oh, of the goodness. show? Some Probably. Of the- I'm going to go with the munchkins. Um, <laughs> the, those munchkins are great. I know. <laughs> some of my I favorite times was, so just hanging out with, was just hanging out with the munchkins. Um, I, they were all so sweet. Um, I was their biggest fans. Um, oh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. No, <laughs> but everyone was. Everyone loved them. Yeah. But um, I remember during you mean, you rehearsal. Mean, yeah, yeah, you were there. Yes, I was just making sure you said that right. Yeah, you were the biggest <laughs> fans. You were the biggest fans of them. Yes, got Yes, you. yes. And um, I remember during rehearsal, they would make a bracelet, like every – each one of them would like make a bracelet and then give it to me and uh, just try to whisper to me like in the audience and tell me some weird joke that made no sense whatsoever, <clears throat> Leah. And, um, <laughs> um, um, oh, I have my box. You have your box. With all so, of the gifts that they gave me. Yeah. So go ahead and get your box while I talk, to, while I talk about this. To okay. People. You can go ahead. So for those of you who, uh, who don't get to see this, and um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Anchor um, or any other podcast area, please um, also check us out on YouTube. Check out my YouTube uh, channel. If you just look up John O'Neill, O'Neill spelled O apostrophe capital N-E-I-L, you will see my, my headshot um, and you will be able to see this on YouTube, hopefully. Um, but if you're just listening, uh, one of the munchkins, Eleanor, um, made these little rubber band figurine characters. Um, and this is my lion. Um, and then I'm pretty sure I know the scarecrow got one. I'm pretty sure Tim man got one. Um, and then this was given to me by Reagan. It's a little lion. Reagan went to the dentist or orthodontist one of the two. Um, and they were like, you get to pick out a prize and the prize that she picked out, 
was this lion for me and she brought it she is super adorable um, yes. <laughs> and then we did i remember then, zay um zay, yeah during the show this is another memory during the show whenever he'd have to grab my hand uh-huh. he would all he, there was <laughs> he gets so close to the pit and i'd have to like Ooh, carry yeah. him over it was, uh, yeah, we made it to the end of that show with nobody going into that pit which is the miracle of its own exactly there's a big four by two like i love everyone else the but the the, the <laughs> munchkins i was most yeah worried about and i remember the shoes so here are the slippers yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember yeah. finding sparkles all uh, over the stage and you guys pointing it out to me, picking on me yeah. and trying to get me stirred up. I remember yeah. you guys would try to get me stirred up all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. We what? never did it. Never. Especially me or oh Dylan. Gosh. We would no. never do anything like that. No, you're not. <laughs> and I, I totally, totally not during uh, intermission. I, we'd pick on Jared and. Oh yeah. Yeah. And remember me like going back and forth. <laughs> Wait, what was it? During, I just like bump you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So what was funny was so Jared, who played our um, Emerald City guard, Emerald Gate, Emerald City Gate guard, whatever his name is, um, who is also the real life little brother of Dylan, who played our scarecrow. And so, you know, as you know, we you know we knock on the door and the little thing opens. He sticks his head out, and so a lot of times when we were at places, uh, we would he would open it, and we would be there and scare him. Um, <laughs> and so that I mean, it happened at least four times. And then there was this one night. I don't know if you knew this. Um, I actually went behind him and came up from behind and scared oh, him. He's yeah. so much fun to pick on. Oh, absolutely. He's so much, and he's okay with it. That's what makes it so great. You know. Yeah. Um, so I have so many stories. I mean, we could talk about another 45 minutes about the show. We, we can, we can make a part two. Yeah, we can make a part two. Um, a part. So there's a chance. There's a yeah, chance. there's a chance. Uh, but I mean, there's so many great stories about, about that show. One of my favorite things, um, one of my, every show routine was, you know, we would do our, I'm, I've always been and I'm still very notorious for not getting into costume until very late in the process. Even though I was Me typically too. I was typically I was, the, late from, I was typically the first person yeah. I was the first person in the theater and mm-hmm. one of the last people to be in costume. I wouldn't start getting dressed until 15 minutes till places. Um and so I would do a mic check in my zip up jacket. Um, blue zip up jacket over the head, over the mic, do my mic check. And then we'd go down to the pit, wave to the pit and then go to the, the munchkin area where we sequestered the munchkins and um, we just hang out with them for five to 10 minutes. That was a lot of fun. We usually, there was a lot of hugs, a lot of high fives. Um, they were playing. I remember video, before bows, before bows, we do our, uh, we do our handshake and hug every day. Yep, before before every show and then before and before every um Dude, I don't remember the handshake. Oh, you don't remember the handshake? Is it um, dun, dun, dun. Oh. Yeah, I I have I have video of it. Um, okay. I saw a video of it. Good. So yeah, I don't remember oh. the handshake. Woo. <laughs> uh, um, and, then the quick cha- and then the quick changes. Really cool. What? And then the quick changes were probably my favorite. 
the two oh, at yeah. the end of the show um, <laughs> were a lot of fun. So going on to my next question is what did you learn from that show? Like what was the, one of the biggest things you learned um, from doing that show? Well, I've always known to be patient always like during rehearsals and stuff. Um, but that's definitely a key thing that like I knew to do that, but it was just shown a lot there. Um, and it, it was probably the most, one of the most professional shows I've had to do with a big group of people. And um, like I've done other main stage shows, like the first big main stage show I did was Mary Poppins and I played um, Jane Banks. And that was definitely the biggest show I have, I've done, but I didn't really remember it. But this time yeah. I was like ready, you know, like I yeah. want to know what to do and um, just how to involve yourself uh, in each scene and how to communicate and uh, take notes for blocking <laughs> and um, uh, just what to do at home to prepare yourself for the next rehearsal, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, because but. Uh, All right, go ahead. What, okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> but for just the show in general, the, uh, the Wizard of Oz, um, it just brought so much joy. And, um, the message, you know, uh, I guess don't get too lost in your thoughts and, and, uh, make sure to, I don't know, just (laughs) struggling so much. It's okay. Um, so what, what did you do? So, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, typically you have three days between knowing when you're cast in your first rehearsal, but because of where the show fell, we knew we were cast three weeks before our first rehearsal. What did you do in those three weeks to get ready for the show? I know you didn't get the script because you didn't know that you can just ask the stage I, manager to pick no, it up. No, I didn't. I did because I'd worked with that stage manager before. <laughs> so, and Gary and, and everybody. And Gary and everybody. And I just walked to the theater. I was like, can I have the script? And uh, like, I, so that much I knew, but like, what did you do to prepare yourself to be Dorothy Gale? Yes, for those I need to remember in general okay well I was still I had just finished a show at that time I had like a one more performance so I was still working on that some what show was that what show was that if I was doing um Alice in Wonderland Jr. at Parkway Playhouse it was a two-week camp just to help out with Mm -hmm. and um I learned uh the entire song of somewhere over the rainbow. I um, just, well, wait, we knew the cast list. We knew the cast list, but then we had three weeks, correct? Yeah. We knew, we knew three weeks before the first rehearsal, whether, okay. but it, it didn't get posted until like a couple of days. That, like we found out like on a Wednesday, Thursday, but it didn't get posted to like Friday, Saturday. Yeah. 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 Well, Obviously, I got myself mentally prepared for that. And for school, I was very much preparing for school before the the show. And if I had my script, you know, that's you like the would. main thing I would say. But um, yeah, I, 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 I memorized the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it would have helped. <laughs> I could have done the first couple of rehearsals off book. I decided not to because I didn't want to look like that guy. But... <laughs> <laughs> you are that guy. I am that guy. One hundred. You are that guy. I, w- I, w- I would. I would prefer 
getting a script and then coming in off book. Um, and then just learning from, I've never done it, but I think I would, I would enjoy doing it. Um, but I didn't want to be the only person and being like, and people being like, Oh, that guy. Okay. 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 Um, so this kind of goes with my last question, but, um, definitely goes with one that we talked about earlier. What are you, what is something that you're going to remember about Wizard of Oz 20 years down the road or like, you know, when, you know, one day when you have kids, if when you have kids and they're like, what's telling me about when you were little. And you're like, I was Dorothy uh, Asheville community theater in, in Asheville, North Carolina. This is what Um, I remember about it. Just, uh, just the little, uh, sparks after each performance, you know, like when the audience is standing up clapping and you're breathing so hard and it just, you're like, oh, it just paid off. And at the end of the show, mm-hmm. obviously when we're all running out and I remember holding everyone's hand and then, you know, um, bowing and everything. And um, uh, I remember after Jitterbug, me and Dylan were just going like this backstage, still dancing with the, with the ghosts. And yeah. uh, I remember all of you guys picking on me and just joking around. It was so much fun. I, see, I, <laughs> see, here's the thing. I, it doesn't sound like me. Like people who know oh, no. me, does that sound like I would pick on somebody? Oh, no, no, no. You're, um, you're so. That's not like me at all. <laughs> Um, no, uh, I just, I'm going to remember, there's so many things I'm going to remember about this show. I'm going to remember, um, <clears throat> probably my, probably my favorite part of the whole show right underneath doing, if I were King, if I were King is probably still going to be one of my favorite things I've ever done in theater yeah. every night, especially the way we got to end it, me holding that ax up and then you're on my arm and everybody's like, and then just like, yeah. you're like roar of the crowd after like, that's amazing. Yeah. But my favorite part of the show was when the little Isla, the youngest person in the entire cast, during the jitterbug, you the the three of you have been taken off by ghosts, and I'm getting cocky. Then you know I'm like, oh, I can do it. Put them up, put them up, right? Yeah, right, right. And all of a sudden, I turn around and there's little Isla. She goes, boo, <laughs> and then she chases me, and it got a laugh every single night. Every oh. night it got a laugh. Sometimes well, she, it got she cute. deserves it. She so deserves She's it. So amazing. <laughs> I'm, like I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna remember the fact that like every day, every show, when Reagan and Leah came in, they found me and hugged me before they signed in oh. and went and got a new costume. Um, I remember. Oh goodness! Another thing I'll remember is dyeing my hair. That was a huge thing, you know, that, going for, yeah. from whatever color it was, short yeah. to orange and then red. Yeah. And then, like, it, it's changed yeah. throughout, you know, it was like a process, but it was, it, it's still, yeah. you know, it's still, still there. Red, yeah. um, still great being a, a ginger. And yeah. it was, it, I remember seeing everyone's face and I was, my my cheeks looked the color of my hair. Yeah. <laughs> it was so. It was just so much, such fun. It was so hard. Yeah, when, and then and then one last thing I remember, uh, before we move on, I'm gonna remember is uh, the they had the, uh, the the Tanglewood reunion like 50, 60 years. Oh, right. 
And yeah. there were three generations of cowardly lions there. Mm-hmm. There was, I was there, of course. Frank Salvo was there who did it the last time. And then there's another guy. I want to say his name was John too. And he did it in like 1964 in the 60s sometime. And it was like all three of us were there at the same time. We got to take a picture and it was really cool. And then there was, and at that same time, it was like um, Mark's uncle who had also played the Tin Man at ACT. And so there's a picture of me, me and that, that uh, Cowardly Lion with Mark and his uncle who also played the Tin Man that same year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, we can always come back to doing like a part two of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do want to move on. Uh, I have a couple more things I want to talk about. <clears throat> uh, one of them is what do you want to do in the future with theater and your acting? Either whether it's short term as, you know, as short term as we can get with, with, you know, um, this quarantine going on or, you know, long-term? Um, I'm definitely reaching or my goal is long-term. My, I want to manage in theater. That's like my number one goal. Um, that's the first thing I'm going to strive for. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But, uh, right now that's what I feel my, my calling is. I enjoy it. It's, um, I've been doing it for like nine years now and I do not want to stop. It it brings so much joy. I just love putting myself in other characters' shoes and like creating your own characters and bringing words and just costumes and all this stuff, bringing it together and making it come to life, you know, and just seeing people happy, you know, that, that brings me happiness, you know? Um, and I, I definitely do not want to stop. It's so nice to put so much effort in. And it seems like, you know, in the middle of it, it's like, I'm going to explode. But once it's like all put together, it's it's amazing. And that that, that was definitely one of these shows, like the, those kind of shows. You know, um, school was a pain. Yeah, I remember you were, you, were, you were struggling. Yeah, no, yeah. Um and you got like sick. right after if and I had the chance for like two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> goodness. That was terrifying. That was a terrifying moment. But um if whenever I had the chance, I'd be sitting out on my Chromebook, you know, doing work and then I'd come back and then go and finish work. And then there I, I I'm in a relationship, you know, stuff like that, family, uh just trying to driving an hour or two and from rehearsal. Oh yeah, from Burnsville. <laughs> Thank you, mom. If you, if you see this, thank you. And parents and directors, everyone from the show. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great experience and definitely one of the most, uh, most proudest things I've ever been at. How do I say that? (laughs) Things you're most proud of. Uh, Yeah, definitely something I'm most proud of and a project that was worth working for. So, so going off a little bit of what you were talking about, I think every actor, stage manager, director um, of every show ever to, to be produced, there's a part within the rehearsal process where you just sit back and you're like, how, how is this going to happen? Or why on earth do I do this? Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. What is your thing 
that keeps you moving forward? Is it a thought? Is it a, a phrase? Is it a picture? Is it a thing that you have? What is that for you that makes well, you Well, once I start striving for something, I don't, I don't really stop. You know, that's always, once something is on my mind, it will not leave my mind if I'm so dedicated to it. Um, obviously, it was the entire cast. If I was so devoted to you guys and to that show and that opportunity that I just did not want to let go of. Um, yes, I got sick, but you know, that entire time I'm like bawling my eyes out, trying to get better, you know, keep pushing through, trying to contact everybody saying like, how's rehearsal going and stuff. And, um, cause like I, it's like a family, it's an ensemble, you know, like Mm -hmm. we put all of this together and you don't want to accidentally ruin that opportunity for someone else as well, you know, Mm -hmm. cause it's, uh, you have to give all if you, if, if one person doesn't give their all and then it's just, you know, it's not going to yeah. work out. Especially if that one person is Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I get it. I so, just... <laughs> so my thing, my thing is always, um, it doesn't necessarily happen so much when I act. Um, although I guess it does. I usually have like one or a couple of rehearsals that are just bad and I just like feel horrible, yeah. but especially when I'm stage managing. It's typically during tech week. I will have these moments where I'm just like, why, why do I continue to do this? Um, and if it looks like I'm looking at my phone, I 100% am. Cause I'm trying looking to, at I mean, I've done it too. No, I'm, I'm trying to pull up. I'm trying to pull up the picture. Um, uh, there's a picture that I have that is my, it's my phone background. Um, it is also my background on my lap, on my computer uh, monitors at work. It is not on my laptop. My laptop background says um, keep calm or I'm already calm because I'm the stage manager. But um, there's this picture from when I was the Tin Man that was taken. So every uh, they typically in the spring will do a show, a kid's show. Um, where the a fundraiser they have for it is like a brunch with the characters. And so they had the, a brunch with the four friends of Oz, um, mm-hmm. which would have been a really cool thing if we got to do. But um, And so people would like buy a place at, at, at the brunch table. And um, so they had it like one group would come in and do it and then they would leave and the second group would come in. Well, the second group comes in, the door opens, and so this is like Airbnb. And this is in this little town called Dunn, North Carolina, which is about halfway between Fayetteville and Raleigh. And all I hear, all any of us hear, is we hear the door open, and this little voice goes, where's the tin man? <laughs> and it's this little girl who's not part of our show. She, um, I learned later on that she came the night before with her grandmother, Uh, to see the show and all she could talk about was the tin man um which of course made me feel great um it just like gives you that that opportunity it's like just bringing that happiness yeah and her and her grandma was like she didn't want to talk to dorothy she didn't care about the lion all she cared about was the tin man 
And so I went up to her and I kneeled down next to her for like five or six minutes, which is forever talking, you know, talking to a little one. Mm -hmm. I found it by the way. Um, And she had this little dress on. It was like this, this is like yellow, like gingham dress. And the, like the, the collar had all of our characters on it. It had a little Dorothy, a little, lion scarecrow a little tada we talked about that and then and then she was like her grandmother was like all right it's time to go she's like okay and so she like walks away but before she does she gives me a hug and i unbeknownst to me somebody took a picture of the hug and when i got this picture i bawled like a baby because (laughs) it was the day i realized that theater was what i wanted to go into um for a profession whether it was acting, whether it was something else, at that point I didn't know. I just knew I, I had to do it. Um, and this is the picture. Uh, most people know this story, and it's on my it's on my blog and stuff. But this is the picture um, of me as the Tin Man and the little girl hugging, and it's Red Bow, big oh Red Bow, and it just reminds me that, like, you know it's it's play it's 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 entertainment it lets people know that not everything's bad people can come and just get lost and lost for two and a half hours and especially in in wizard of oz and a story that um that everybody knows and like i I, one time i can't remember which production it was but i had this older lady come up to me one time and she's like i was alive when this came out in the movie theaters for the first time and you just took me back to being that little girl. And it's just like, there's just nothing like getting that type of, you know, making people yeah. feel that good. That kind of uh, inspiration. Yeah. 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 And so that's kind of what gets me through. Like, why do yeah. I do this? That little girl is the reason why I do this. Yeah. I kind and of, I, that, it's yeah. always the end result of yeah. things where it's like, all you can do is give it your best. And yeah. I, I don't, I, I try to, you know, look on the bright side of things. Obviously, that's really hard to do. On the bright side, bright side of life. <laughs> that would be a fun show to do. Um, you, know what show <laughs> you know what show that's from, right? What? You know what show that's from, right? Spam a lot. Uh, I knew the song, but I didn't know which show it was from. Okay. I'm it's so okay. bad. With- it's okay. It's All okay, right, so okay. so we're gonna move on to our next our next part, which is our second to last part. I completely f- okay. So uh, this is called. These are called quick hit questions. All right. So I'm gonna ask them to you. Don't think about them. Just 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 give me whatever. Okay. What's the favorite role you've ever played? Anne Frank or Dorothy? No, one. You can only give me one. <laughs> Anne Frank. Okay. It doesn't hurt my feelings. That's okay. Um, favorite Broadway show, whether you've seen it or not, just your favorite Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera. Phantom. I saw that in November. I did too. Um, in New York. Um, oh, oh, well, not in New York. I just <laughs> Dream role. What is your dream role? Lydia and Beetlejuice. Ooh, I've never listened to that soundtrack. I need to listen to that soundtrack. It is. I know. Dead mom. So good. <laughs> what is the best advice you'd ever been given about theater? Mm, um, 
have one goal and stick with it. Definitely. That's something that you told me, obviously. It's like when it comes to theater, you need to, you have to give it your all. You have to devote your all to it. There's no, okay. There's no, it's like one branch. There's no, uh, like a twigs or like little limbs going out that you can go off to like, um, but you just have to stick to it, you know, and to give your all if you really want it, yep. you know, um, who is your favorite actor or actress? Lilla Crawford or Haley. I forgot her last name. She played T moon on Broadway. Oh, full okay. version. Who is your theatrical celebrity crush? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine after you give yours. <laughs> Although everybody knows mine. Anybody oh who knows my me, gosh. Anybody who knows me knows who my theatrical celebrity crush uh, is. Oh, goodness. <sighs> Michael Campion or Luca Powell? Okay. Mine is Sutton Foster. <laughs> obviously obviously Sutton Foster is my probably I'll say Michael Campion <laughs> and who is your best theater friend mm. oh, dang. I am like you know that's the like the hardest qu- John don't give me that look John John don't give me that look now mm. um it's me it's me hey John I have a secret what I have a secret. What? Come closer. Closer. That's about as far as. (laughs) It's you. Yes, it's me. That's it. That's all the quick hit questions. That's on the saw. Yeah, I mean, unless I mean, you want me? You want me to answer them? Favorite role I've played, probably, uh, probably the Cowardly Lion, or so I I made you do one. Probably Charlie Brown. Oh, I don't know. Charlie. Oh, Charlie Brown. Okay, I'll let you have two. So you can say Anne Frank or Dorothy uh, because I will say it's a tie between Cowardly Lion and Charlie. Exactly. It's a tie between Anne Frank and Dorothy. Um, favorite Broadway show is Ragtime. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Uh, dream role right now, um, probably right now, is still between Shrek and... Um, oh, oh and, I forgot about Fiona. And the Beast. I love to be Fiona. Best advice I've ever been given about theater? Uh, probably the one that it's it's the it's the advice I give everybody, but I don't give I like I don't give myself, which is the audition for everything. Um, my favorite actor actress is probably Brian Stokes Mitchell, who played um, Cole House Walker oh, Jr. Can I uh, change my crush? Who? Um, ben Platt or Jeremy oh. Jordan. I'm surprised you didn't go with Jeremy Jordan. I know. Um, I like completely forgot. I was thinking of people my age. I meant like, <laughs> sorry, Ben Platt. Definitely Ben Platt. Uh, I, uh, he has such, yeah, he has such a, he's <sighs> also growing a great quarantine beard. Right beard. Now. I know. Beard. His Saturday posts yeah. are what are keeping me sane right now. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So we're going to go to the final question that I ask everybody. Wait, whoa, whoa. You said it was over. no. No, oh. that was it for quick hit questions. Oh, for quick hit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're going to the we're going to the to the last question that I ask everybody. Um, and that is why theater? 
It's like the hardest question it ever. It is such a hard question. And it's you're, the and, hardest. Yeah, and I gave you a heads ever. up. I didn't I've never given anybody else heads up on it. Um, but you know, why theater? Just the people you meet along the way. There are lots of reasons, so I'm gonna get lots of reasons. Um the people you meet along the way that change your life for the better or shape you into who you want to be. Um, because of how much you put yourself into other characters' shoes, it gives you different perceptions of the world and um, ways of the, the ways of other people and how they can think, you know? Um, performing, obviously, that's the best. Uh, the, just the feeling you get after... Um, after you perform, you know, um, you're like, okay, wow, I did this. It's, uh, I can't, I cannot think of the right word. Um, it's a, it's a tough question because this question is, is making people think down to their core on why it they is. Do what they do. Um, um, and, and, you know, as of now, it's, I've talked to people who, you know, I've done shows with, so I know pretty well, but eventually I'm going to be reaching out to, you know, people I don't know very well or, or whatnot, but, it, and some people who do this professionally 100% versus people who do this after school or after work or something like that. Yeah. Obviously we still have passion for it, but it's still just a hobby. Right. And so exactly. this question is so tough, especially when just thrown at you because it's making you think down to the core yeah. why you do what you do. Definitely. And, I'm like, and the thing about dream. it is, and the thing about this is you've answered it. We've talked about this on other questions. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, summing um, it up. Yeah. And summing it up in, in one paragraph. And, yeah. And it's okay if you don't have the whole answer. Um, I'd, I'd also add like on to it sleep. by what? just, um, wait, what were you saying? I just like making people sweat. <laughs> great job you want to give me a hug <laughs> i would love to since it's been a month since i've given anybody a hug and the last hug Bringing we had that back. <laughs> and the last hug we had was epic epic was when you came and saw fantastics yeah it was a great hug i have a picture yeah i don't i can't pull it up right now no. but um uh yeah it's yeah just definitely so, so the, people the way, you meet, just yeah. all the, the amount of joy, I think the answer to sum it up is the amount of joy it brings. And it's definitely the main thing that brings happiness into my life and keeps me, oh, um, and also when I, I used to deal with uh, ADHD when I was younger um, and uh, an ADD. Uh, and I struggled in school and stuff and I didn't know I had it until I was like in second grade. So I realized I was, I was getting better throughout the years and it kept me know how to, you know, stay patient. And it's not, it's not as noticeable as it normally is. Now I'm just really happy, like a lot, (laughs) But, um, but I'm able to contain myself, you know, if needed and I can focus and it's just taught me to best benefit myself and who I want to be and shaped me the way I want to be. There you go. <laughs> very beautiful. Very beautiful. And you, the thing that'll happen is as soon as we're done, you're, you're, you're going to think of it. And so, but it's okay. Exactly. Um, no. I'm, Faith, I'm happy though. I'm Faith, thank you so much for being part of standby. Go. <laughs> thank you for being 
uh, willing to be the first guinea pig about doing this uh, virtually, and hopefully this will make it up to YouTube, and hopefully the last <laughs> you know hour or so of our conversation won't be for not. Um, if it doesn't get recorded, we'll just do this again, and it'll be a lot of fun then too. <laughs> um, who knows? We may come back with a part two with uh, with Faith. Uh, but for now, I am um, finishing up our interview. And thank, thank you, you so much. I want to thank uh, you. Thank you all so much. I love for you, listening. and I miss you. I miss you too. Um, thank you all for for listening to Standby Go. Uh, you can catch this on Spotify, Apple, Android, um, hopefully YouTube, and many other places that you can find uh, podcasts. So uh, until next time, stay cool, my dudes. 